I'm Chris Hewitt and welcome to this very special edition of the Empire Podcast. This one is dedicated to this month's cover feature. If you picked up this month's issue of Empire, it's on sale now in all good and evil news agents. You will see on the cover the 50 greatest Star Wars characters, yes, Star Wars characters of all time, as voted for by you, the Empire Reader slash listener. And we thought it would be fun to have a show dedicated to this poll going through the top 50 and getting our thoughts on where you went right and perhaps more importantly, where you went wrong. Joining me over the next uh, 50 minutes or so to do so, God, we got to go through one a minute, this is going to be fun, uh, is James Dyer, our very own Lobot. You look so much like Lobot. What with my headphones on? Headphones, the baldy head. Yeah, it's, it's kind of scary. My, my sort of yellow puffy sleeves. It's, no. yes, no, but the, really mainly worried. the headphones and the balls. Yeah, okay. uh, so welcome, James Dyer. Also joining this is a man looking at him right now. He resembles, I'd say probably... Bib Fortuna. I'd say maybe, <laughs> yeah, or Gamorrean Guard or hmm. Sebulba. I was hoping for Max Rebo. <laughs> Max Rebo. Uh, it is Nick Dissemblian. How are you, sir? I'm, I'm well, thanks, Chris. I am disturbed by the absence of Salacious Crumb Ooh. from this, uh, this list. Come on, people. Where's, yeah. the, where's the crumb? Where's the crumb love? Yeah. Oh, Where crumb. is Harry Crumb? Given some of the non-entities who made this list. <laughs> That's solid, a niche reference. Solid John who, Candy reference there. That'd be a great movie. Who is Salacious Crumb? <laughs> that'd be great. Given some of the non-entities that made the list, I'm surprised. Yeah, you're right. Salacious Crumb, I hadn't even realised. Maybe he comes as a package with Jabba the Hutt. Is Jabba the Hutt in the list? He's anyway, the we'll, list. Get yes, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. So what we're going to do is we only have a limited uh, time here in the pod booth, so we're going to race through the top 50, and then we're going to stop... Take the scenic route whenever we feel there's someone worth talking about. Sounds good? And then at the end, we're going to talk about the characters we feel that should have made a list, probably, that we would have voted for ourselves. So here we go. At number 50, Hera Syndulla. Yeah, she's a Twi'lek pilot from uh, Star Wars Rebels. Of course she is. Uh, who is she? What does she want? And how, how is she on this list? Well, she is one of the lead characters from the uh, from Ezra's crew on uh, in Rebels, and she's fine. That's really all mm-hmm. I can say about her. I don't really watch Rebels religiously. I've seen the first couple of seasons, I think. You have uh, joined this podcast looking for premium Star Wars content <laughs> from people who know what I've they're got, talking hang on, about. I've got some. I've got some. I will say oh. the animations are a bit of a blind spot for me. Oh, we okay. were hoping that you were going to actually know that stuff. Yeah. Well, no, no, I know who she is. I'm just not like a fan. I don't know her personally. We don't hang out. She was born in uh, 29 BBY. <laughs> she weighs 50 kilograms. I just know this stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm not just reading this off Wikipedia. Her Ooh. eye colour is green. Oh, yeah. yeah. That is her skin colour. And she's green or green generally. Um, and you were about to say all over, weren't I, you? But then you thought it'd be a bit pervy and you stopped. She has orange trousers. And there's a long entry which involves the holocron, which I'm not going to... I feel we've covered this. Number 49, Ezra Bridger. Now, even I know that this is from Star Wars Rebels. Yes, yes. This is, this is Ezra from Star yeah. Wars Rebels. And he's he is the, the hero. He's the main character. Yes, he is. And so he is a Jedi in training. He is, he's a bit, and then he gets yeah. a bit Jedi-y. Now, this is interesting. Yes. Okay. Number 48, Mara Jade. Yes. Now... What was the criteria for choosing characters for this? Did they have to be? Did they have to just exist? Because my understanding not, of Mara not, Jade yeah, is that she has been wiped out now. Yeah, but it, this is fine. You're allowed non-canon characters on this list. So Mara Jade becomes uh, Luke Skywalker's wife. Yes, uh, and she turned up in 
heir to the empire, Timothy Zahn's 90s novel, mm-hmm. uh, which kind of, the, those novels kind of reinvigorated, or should I just say invigorated, Star Wars fan fiction, and fan fiction in general, in terms of, you know, expanded universe novels and things like that. I think Star Wars was in a bit of a lull when those books came out, so mm-hmm. it was actually a really big deal, uh, and it got people excited about Star Wars again. Uh, so, yeah, so she's a kind of an assassin type character mm-hmm. who tries to kill Luke, and then they end up, you know, jacking. Yes, so she's uh, so non like She's she's, no, she no, she was wiped out. She did. She yes. was part of the Disney purge. Yes, yeah. part of Disney's Order sixty six. That's right. She wiped was the first out. to go. All of them. Uh, number forty seven. The first from the new generation of movies. We he, have. He yes. didn't choose the Hux I life. I was going to do that. <laughs> you do that all the time. You've in fact, the... I used that in my feature. Oh, and you can have the second bit. The Hux life chose him. It is, of course, Adrian Edmondson as Edrison Peavy. <laughs> no, it's uh, General Hux, played by Donald Gleeson. Good old Hux. Quick he, question. Um, is Donald Gleeson the first actor in Star Wars history to have a name that's more difficult to spell than the character he plays? We don't know what Hux's first name is, do we? General. <laughs> he's actually an admiral, but he's <laughs> yes. Admiral General it's Hux. like Lieutenant, Sergeant Lieutenant Frank Drebin. Um, I watched the, uh, the excellent feature-length documentary on The Last Jedi um, recently. Have you guys seen that? The Director and the Jedi. That one? That one, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you've seen it, but uh, at one point, uh, Ryan Johnson is sitting down just before the shoot began, and he's looking at Twitter, and he comments how many tweets he's getting from people saying, do not kill Hux, we will be distraught if you kill Hux. So he is popular with the fandom. There are Hux heads out there, which would explain why he made this over Salacious Crumb. (coughs) (laughs) But I like Hux. Hux is fine. I thought he was going to get killed off in Last Jedi, but... Evidently not. Evidently not. Yeah, fan power has saved Hux. He's almost certainly going to get killed in Episode Nine. He has designs on the throne and Kylo Ren will not tolerate. Will he do a Vader? and throw a Kylo Ren into some kind of pit. He's not strong enough to lift anything. His first name is Armitage. No, there's no way he comes out of this All right. So Armitage Hux is easier to spell than Donald Gleeson. Spell Donald Gleeson. Oh. D-O-M-N-H-A-L-L. That. Incorrect. D-O-M-H-N-A-L-L. Correct. Yes, Damn, there that's slippery H. Oh, I've, <laughs> I'm rubbing my hands with Gleeson. <laughs> that's spelt. <laughs> And at number 46. Cad Bane. Cad Bane. Oh, I love Cad Bane. Who the fuck is Cad Bane? He's such a cad. You don't know who Cad Bane is, do you? I do, actually. He is, in fact, a cad. He is a bounty hunter from the planet Duro. Uh, And he turned up in the Clone Wars animated series as kind of an ongoing antagonist. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what he sounds like. It's literally... That's not what he sounds like. I'm always cutting about. (laughs) I was born in the dark. You were born in the cadness. He is best pins reckoning um <laughs> no he was he looks a bit like a cowboy he's got uh what do people like what do people love him? and he, he has a big cowboy hat i mean what's not to love okay they like him because he's a cad lovely yeah never heard of him don't care yeah. number 45 count dooku count dooku sudoku mm-hmm. count Duke, yeah uh, the progenitor of the greatest <laughs> one-off feature in empire history <laughs> Count Dooku's Sudoku, which ran for one issue, and people were not happy. It was not Christopher Lee approved. <laughs> it was should, not Christopher Lee. No, it wasn't. Or Saruman approved, or Dooku approved, or Lucasfilm approved, or yeah. anyone approved, apart from uh, me approved, and that didn't go down well. And uh, so that got killed very, very quickly. What's Dooku's first name? Count. Count. Okay. <laughs> Do you want me to look this stuff up? No, and of course, what's his Darth name? Brian. Darth uh, Brian. Tyrannus. Darth Tyrannus. <laughs> Brian Dooku. Um, uh, Count, Duke, uh, Count Dooku of Sereno. Uh, we're learning a lot here just by reading Sereno de Bergerac. Just his, uh, his name is just Sereno. Yeah. 
Sereno. Because uh, okay. he's from Sereno. So it's actually, clear this will not be decided by our pal the Force, but our <laughs> skills with a lightsaber. I one of the greatest say, lines of dialogue in movie history. I would say that Dooku is one of the best things about the prequel trilogy. Um, I would say that's wrong. He 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 flies. Do you remember? Is it Attack of the Clones where he flies? He flies, he yes. flies on a little hover bike, and there's a bit of music from uh, Wizard of Oz. The Wicked Witch's music plays over the top. Are you sure you didn't imagine that? No, I had to write he's an got the, about it once. He's so. got the curved lightsaber handle. Yeah. He's cool. He's, he's, he's a badass. Yeah. Count Dooku. Maybe it's just Dooku, like Prince. Yeah. Or Madonna. Or Cher. 44. Cassian Andor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The guy that Tony Gilroy made even more nasty. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. The one that Tony Gilroy allegedly, allegedly inserted scenes to make him more of a badass. Yes. He shoots yeah. uh, that fella in the back. What's his name? Danny, Danny Mays. Mays. He shoots Danny Mays <laughs> he in the back. Danny Mays in the back. Which I don't like. No, it's I, a bit shitty, say, I, I don't like that scene. That Gilroy's got a dark streak. Yeah, this is a character that hasn't really impacted on me. There's, I think there's a lot of good characters in Rogue One. Uh, I had a flick through the list earlier on, and uh, none of the good ones made it. So, well done, everybody. <laughs> uh, Who's your favourite? Um, the blind fella. <laughs> I can't remember the list. That's That's Oh, he is in the list. All right, that's fine. We're good. We're back in the game. All right. Number 44, Cassian and Dor. I wonder if that name was coined because it's and or. Right? Yeah. So, and slash or, so you're never quite sure about his allegiances. Yeah. He's either and good. or nor. It's good. It's good. See? You like, like it? it? Yeah. Uh, that's the level of analysis you're going to get. 43, Sabine Wren. Yeah, love Sabine, don't you? Oh, <laughs> Sabine's great. Who is Sabine Wren? Sabine is a Mandalorian. Uh, <laughs> another one from the uh, from the crew of, uh, of, of uh, Star Wars Rebel Ship. So right. she, she hangs out with Ezra and Hera. So many are coming from the cartoons, though. That's well, really popular. That says a lot about mm-hmm. they're actually very good. where Star Trek is at. That actually Star Trek! Shields up, red alert! Shields up! Here come the Star Wars fans, are not happy about it says, that. It says a lot about where Red Dwarf is, <laughs> uh, Star Wars is at. Um, that, you know, obviously people are, are very excited. I, I genuinely want to watch them, but they're not available to watch. She gets what? cosplayed a lot. Okay. Uh, number 42, Asajj Fentress. Yeah. Chris, why don't you tell us about Asajj Ventress? Asajj Ventress is uh, a <laughs> Sith witch. and Ooh, he think, does know. I yeah. think we all know that yeah. she was uh, Dooku's yeah. apprentice. She was. I, was like, oh, where did she first appear, Nick? Genuinely did not look that up. Uh, by the way, I want you to just check my phone, check my phone, look That's around. That's true, you didn't. That's yeah. good knowledge. There you go. Uh, and she find, she um, debuted in the Clone War, in Clone Wars, not the Clone Wars, but mm. Clone Wars, the Gendi Tartakovsky one. Mm-hmm. There's, um, um, yeah, there's a scene in which Yoda toys with her. According to this YouTube video, mm. which one? She, uh, she, well, she turns up again in, in Dave Filoni's Clone Wars as well. Yes. But she is debuted in the. Some of the questions that come up on Google um, is Azaj Ventress single? As- Azabrak? <laughs> is she? I don't know. No, is she's she a not Azabrak. Um, no. I'll t- let you know. Um, she's not. Zabrak's a horny. She generally thought to be a Ratataki. In fact, That's she one is of the lesser a Zabrak human hybrid called a Daphomirian. Wow. Well, it's, it's good, it's good, good information. Okay, here we go. Number 41. The second greatest oh, co-pilot yes. of the Millennium Falcon. It's Ninum. He's a Celestin, didn't you know? Because he, uh, he's always Celestin after the ladies. <laughs> is that why they call Anyway, I love this character, Ninum. Uh, he is uh, Lando's pal. He co-pilots the Millennium Falcon, Return of the Jedi. That's a movie. I've seen it, so I can talk about this character. Uh, and I love the toy. I just love his little sort of... What, what do you say? Is that a like fishy face? I like his laugh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, it's awesome. Yeah. He should be higher. Sullust is a lava planet. There you go. That's a fact for you. Does he pop up in The Force Awakens as well? Uh, with a Jedi. massive head. Yeah. 
Yeah, bigger than his like head, Frank, his like Frank head side has, bottom. Yeah, it must be what happens when they age the Celestans because his head is <laughs> twice the size in the Force Awakens. In yeah. fact, Akbar has the same problem. They all go a bit sort of like bungle in Rainbow. I don't know quite what's happening. <laughs> well, isn't it true that they because obviously there were so many years between appearances in the the movies that they didn't really know how to do Chewbacca. They didn't know how to make Chewbacca look like Chewbacca when they came to do the Force Awakens, and they had a real struggle. To try and make him, because you, know, you know that that suit is not easy to do, contrary to popular opinion. You need uh, a lot of yak hair. You do indeed. Having hugged Chewbacca, I can say that he smells more fragrant than I, you would think. I hate you both. Chewbacca <laughs> is my favorite Star Wars character, and you both got to meet him. Yeah, I have uh, a picture. Do you want to see a picture no, of me off. hugging him? Yeah, no, he's lovely. Don't. No, I don't. Very cuddly. Number forty. Ah, uh, this is sad. This is sad. The late great Plo Koon. The late great Plo Koon. Ah, oh, Order sixty six. Hit me hard. You got sixty six. I can't remember the species of Plo Koon. But no, Plo we don't Koon care about the species, the it's fine. We just want to pay tribute to his great sacrifice yes. during I the I believe Plo Koon was Dave Filoni's favourite Star Wars character, if memory serves. Plo Koon, in Order 66, gets shot from behind, doesn't he? He gets, yeah. he gets turned on, not, by, not like that, by his... Uh, by his um, he's flying through, there's an aerial battle, and yeah. they came from behind. Yeah. Poor old Plo Koon. Number 39. See... Uh, this is a, a ridiculous choice. Uh, number 39. When this name was said in Solo, A Star Wars Story, I thought this was the name of a military organisation or a terrorist group. Turns out to be a character, Enfys Nest. Yeah. I, was like, I thought it was like Info Nest or Info Wars or one of those terrible things. Mm. Uh, Enfys Nest, uh, who is the character who shows up as a thorn in Woody Harrelson's side all the way through the movie and then turns out to be a goody of sorts. She enjoys her consonants. She does, doesn't she? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but otherwise, I think, is a really bland character. There's a theory that Darth Maul is her dad. No, there isn't. Mm-hmm. There literally isn't. Well, there's mm-hmm. at least one website that is theorising this. Is that nickdesemlian.com? Yes. <laughs> um, I, I thought she had a cool uh, helmet. There we go. That's there apparently go. all you need to do uh, to get ahead in the Star Wars universe. Number 38. Uh, our first droid... L337. Or C. Fleepio, as I like to call her. Indeed. Oh, God. Because of... Because Phoebe Waller-Bridge does the voice and she's Fleabag. See? Correct. There You've just go. explained so that joke. Made is... it ten times better. Well, no, because there are people who won't want to understand. That's fair. Yeah. So this is an interesting character because she kind of gets absorbed into the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. So presumably she's there, trapped for all eternity, yeah. like something from Black Mirror. And it's especially bad. So when, when Lando loses the Falcon to Solo, he hmm. also loses the droid that loves him. Oh, the no. Droid Who Loves Me. Now, that's a film I'd like to watch. <laughs> mm. You can see films like that on the internet if you know where to look. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they could, they could um, tinker with the original trilogy again and just add lines from her. She's really, really good yeah. at computer games because, because like, it's, it's Leet in, in Leet's Beak. Like Number 37 uh, is Grand Moff Tarkin. The real Peter Cushing, not the CG one from Rogue mm-hmm. One. Correct. Uh, of course, who is Darth Vader's boss. I love Tarkin. I think he's great. Mm. Why do you love Tarkin? Because he's sinister and, and, and cadaverous and just awesome. Mm-hmm. He's great. I, when, I think, when I ponder what Richard Grant is going to be playing in episode nine, I imagine him in a bit of a Grand Moff-esque yes. role. I might be completely off, mm-hmm. but Richie Grant, I can absolutely imagine him in that kind of uniform doing some uh, nefarious... Yeah. He's got the cheekbones, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it could be cool. To be that sinister while being called a moth is impressive. <laughs> a grand moth. Don't let him near your expensive jackets. <laughs> He's so much better than a regular moth. Uh, yeah, and the fact that he can tell Vader what to do, that's well, badass. Of course yeah. he, do. he does. No, that's I always, when I first watched Star Wars, I found the chain of command in that film 
baffling. Like, he didn't understand why Vader, who's clearly a badass, would work for this sort of elderly British gentleman. It just didn't seem to work for me at all. But, yeah, you know, fair play to him. Bit of a Jeeves and Worcester sort of relationship. It was exactly that vibe, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Number 36, this is another Rebels character. This is Kanan Jarrus, voiced, I believe, by Freddie Prince Jr. And based... Aesthetically, on, on Steven Seagal. Oh, really? No, but what? he's got a ponytail and looks ridiculous just oh, like Steven Seagal. Okay, was, yeah, that would be a bad choice for yeah. any cartoon today. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's the he's the uh, the resident Jedi in uh, Rebels. Mm-hmm. Well done, him. Number thirty-five, Chirrut Imwe, the character he, I thought wasn't on the list, turns out is on the list. Who, like Kanan Jarrus, is blind? Those are his powers of stealth. He snuck up on you. Mm. Um, he's a good character. I enjoyed him. I did not like that much about Rogue One, but I enjoyed his. His use of the Force. Donnie Yen. I'm the Force and the Force is with me. Yes. I'm one with the Force and the Force is with me. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah, his, his, I mean, spoiler alert, everyone dies in Rogue One, so his, but his death I thought was one of the most affecting. Uh, and and obviously most unpredictable. human. Human. Oh, just like in Star Trek. Yeah, Woo, just shields up, shields up. <laughs> Red alert. 34, and I'm not entirely... <laughs> Sorry, I was just, just doing Grievous. I'm not sure about this. <laughs> I'm not sure that this character deserves to be in this list. You don't like Grievous? Right. You I think am. it's a, a Grievous wrong? I do he's, think, uh, yeah. I think you're a Grievous wrong. Yeah. I will fight. This okay. is the first one on the list so far that I feel passionately about, and I love General Grievous. What, I because think he, he quad-wields lightsabers? Underrated character. He's awesome. He's really is interesting. He? I love the way he's mostly robotic, but you can see he's actually got some organs that are exposed. I love the fact that he's a robot that coughs. And I love the <laughs> bit where he just like wheels six lightsabers at the same time or whatever it is. Yeah, I don't understand why he coughs. I, love- I don't understand why if you make a metal body, you would leave his heart largely exposed. That doesn't make any sense. These are semantics. And I love um, his scuttling. I love his sort of thing where he's mostly he's on scuttles. two legs and then yeah. there's a point where he gets down like a cockroach and goes really fast I really love the character I think everything about him is cool and um, I love the chase scene uh, between him and Ewan McGregor in Revenge of the Sith I do like that scene I do like the, the close up of their eyes as they're about to do battle that's really really cool uh, and I like the fact he's voiced by a Lucasfilm employee Matthew, Matthew Wood. Wood yeah so that's that's pretty cool he is the equivalent he's the uh, he's the Star Wars equivalent of the Arab swordsman I was thinking how he meets his end when Obi-Wan does a full Harrison Ford and just shoots him. <laughs> yeah, I, I I really really like him. All right, so I thought it was a grievous oversight. Do you think it is grievous that he yeah. uh, is lower? He should be higher up the list. Number thirty three from Solo: A Star Wars Story. Kira. Ah yes, Major Kira Amelia from Deep Clark. Space Nine. I'd love her in Star Trek. Uh, anything to say about Kira? <sighs> She's fine. I, I liked her. I thought she was fun, sparky. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Good. No. Okay. Thirty two. Uh, the first Star Wars uh, character to double as a porn star it is, of course, Kit Fisto. Oh, I love Fisto. Uh, yeah, he's good. He's good. Uh, a lesser swordsman than, frankly, we've been led to believe. But well, um, one of them facing off against that pensioner. Yeah, who promptly just annihilates him. Unlimited power. He does have ah. unlimited power. And he just dispatches Too weak. Too weak. Uh, yeah, good old Fisto. Uh, very large eyes. He's quite yep. smiley. Yeah, he smiles during the uh, the battle uh, in the arena battle in Geonosis. He turns up in Clone Wars as well. He's a bit aquatic, as I recall. Mm, yeah, uh, he's a cool character. I like Kid Fisto, Kid Fisto, but I couldn't tell you what his characteristics are. Mm. But he has a cool name. and He looks cool. Well, so that's enough to get him at number thirty-two on our list. <laughs> yeah. Number thirty-one, major major character. It's Jabba the Hutt. Oh, Wonga. No. <laughs> Absolutely I'm not. Say, I'm just saying, I want a Wonga. Can I'm, you give me a Wonga? I'm staging an intervention. Um, Do you want a Wagoa? Uh, um, thank you, C3PO. Um, 
Yeah, he should be higher. Jabba should be higher. No, he shouldn't. He's, He's so fine. awesome. He's Don Corleone if he really let himself go. <laughs> and, uh, He's iconic. Come on. I always, yeah. What I love most about him is when someone said to Carrie Fisher, you know, the Star Wars uh, films haven't aged well, how can I explain to my young daughter why you're wearing that slave girl outfit? And she said, uh, tell her that a giant space slug made me wear it and I killed him for it. Quite right. Fair play to her. Quite right. I do wonder sometimes whether Leia would have had the brute strength to strangle him, but... I guess she had help with the chains and stuff. But uh, yeah, Jabba the Hutt. Uh, we're talking about, of course, about the, the big puppet from Return of the Jedi yeah. and not the Scotsman in the original footage uh, or indeed <laughs> yeah. the dreadful CG yeah. of the special editions. Mm. Although the, the CG of the special editions is completely revamped for the Blu-ray release and is still bad. but better. I can imagine it is absolutely terrible. Uh, and I know why they did it. But the moment when Han walks around him because yeah, he, he was goes, just wow. a, yeah he was just a man <laughs> he treads on his tail and it's just ridiculous yeah. you know. also you've all of the info dump in that scene has been covered in the previous scene so it's completely redundant precisely yeah I love him hiding behind the curtain <laughs> he's ridiculous like shh everybody everybody quiet 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 oh, wait oh, for the moment oh. yeah there was a comic <laughs> book uh, from 1998 entitled Jabba the Hutt the Art of the Deal which is quite nice <laughs> hang on what <laughs> really. Jabba the Trump. Um, Jabba the Trump. If they're going to make a uh, another spin-off, make a Jabba the Hutt one. I'm fascinated what that well, would be. Solo was clearly heading in that direction, right? And they seem to have pulled the plug on all that stuff. But mm. I would have quite liked to see a few see more movies. Hit the Hutt. Yeah, why I'd not? I'd love to see a film that is just entirely aliens and it's a bit like right. The Sopranos but much slower moving. <laughs> it's just Jabba slowly <laughs> going to the fridge. It would be great. Speaking of slow moving, we have 25 minutes left and we have 30 <laughs> characters to talk about plus the ones we think should, should not have been omitted. Uh, number 30, Wedge Antilles. Yeah. A heroic X-Wing fighter pilot played, of course, by Dennis Lawson, Hugh McGregor's yep. uncle. Good pilot. That's all I have to say. <laughs> but, but he's also one of the few characters to appear in all three films of the original trilogy. Woo for him. That's good. Yeah. He's, he's not the flashiest that. character. Arguably, he's not the, one of the best characters, but he is uh, dependable. She was saying he's a bit of a wedge issue. <laughs> what does that mean? Is that, is that an IT reference? He's driving a wedge between us. I, I don't know what's happening. He's a, he's a total wedgend. There no, we go. No, no. That's better than what you had. Next. Number 29, Rose Tico. Tycho. Really? Yeah. I'm sure she says Tico. No. You sure? No. You're not sure? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I've always said Rose Tycho. I'm pretty I, sure I, she said Tico. I'm, I don't I'm think sure. She I'm sure she pronounces really? herself as Rose Tico. Let's call the whole thing off. That's yeah. Called, yeah. Anyway, you write you in. You say Tico, I say Tycho. If anyone cares, write in and tell us who's right. Well, how, is, so, how are we going to tell? How is I mean, pronounced from the, the Chris, the a rose by any yeah, other name <laughs> would still smell as well. How would we know even if they write in? I can discern how a word is pronounced. <laughs> by how insane person. Yes, Rose. Rose. Kelly Marie Tran. Yes. yes. She's lovely. I think she's great. I think Rose is fine, but I think trying to crowbar a weird one-sided romance between her and Finn was was not the best thing in The Last Jedi. But other than that, I have no problem with her. Uh, number 28, Mace Windu, of course, played by Samuel L. Jackson. The Windu who shakes the barley. <laughs> With his lightsaber and force powers. his official title. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And of course it's pretty cool because he essentially declared I'm going to be in Star Wars and yeah. George Lucas went, oh, okay. This is a man who has BMF standing for bad motherfucker engraved on the hilt of his lightsaber. I mean, that's... It should really be BM, cool. but I did not point that out to him uh, when I saw him. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's interesting because Mace Windu was the first um, Star Wars character to be created in a way because back in 73, George yeah. Lucas wrote... 
Mace Windu, Mace, first in the script. I think you find it was Mace Windy. Mace Windy, mm. that is correct. Um, so it took ages, but he finally got to the screen, and he's a badass. And we never see a corpse, so he could still be out there, right? Samuel L. Jackson firmly believes that he's still alive, he's still out there, yeah. and will one day return, which would be good. I think that should happen. He is the chosen one. 27, K2SO, Alan Tudyk's wisecracking droid from yeah. Star Wars uh, Rogue One, or whatever it's called. He's wonderfully grumpy, <laughs> I, I like I've him I've seen a lot. these films, I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> a rogue, a Star Wars, a Rogue One. <laughs> and he's the Rogue One of the title. Yeah. I'm not such a fan. I like K2SO, I, I think feel, it's great. I feel like with the droids now, they, they either need to make them cute or quippy, and um, I prefer the Fleabag droid. I can't remember the L... Leet. L337. L, yeah, that one. Um, I think she is more entertaining. I didn't really care much for K2SO. Sorry. Well, you're wrong, but that's fine. I am also not a fan of K2SO. <sighs> uh, now, the next character I am a world-leading expert on. It is, of course, number 26, Darth Revan. Darth Revan. Fuck off. <laughs> Darth Revan. Really? Yes. Okay, because it's said in the game? Yes. All right, okay. Darth Revan... <laughs> Darth Revan from um, the Knickets of the Old Republic. Am yes, I saying that right? The Knickets of okay. the Old Republic. Yes, a game Darth I've Revan, never played. Darth Revan is interesting because he's you. He's the character you play what? in the game. Like, so you play a, a sort of a, 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 an officer who becomes a Jedi, and it turns out actually all along you hear about this big bad called Darth Revan. And it turns out to have been you all along, uh, except you've had amnesia and you've forgotten that you were Darth Revan. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying it's the greatest plot in the world, but it was a big twist in the game, and it was right. very exciting. I'm so terrible at games. I don't really tend to play many games, but the Star Wars game that I really spend a lot of time playing... Is FIFA. Is, oh God, can you imagine if there was a Star Wars version of FIFA? That'd be amazing. Um, anyway, uh, was Jedi Power Battles on the oh, PlayStation 1. God. You're the kind of twat who played Masters of Terrace Castle, aren't you? I don't know what that is, okay. but I'm sure it sounds great. I knew so, someone like you, James, once, and he used to eat chocolate mousse with his hands. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we move Number on? Number 25, <laughs> Grand Admiral Thrawn. Oh, I love a Thrawn. Now, this is a character that started off in the Timothy Sand books mm. and then uh, translated seamlessly to the small screen. He popped up in uh, Rebels. And he was a non... He was a canon character. And then when Disney took over Lucasfilm, he mm. became a non-canon character. And now he's canon again. And yeah. Richard E. Grant, I think just this week, was forced to deny that he is playing Thrawn <laughs> in Episode Nine, which is fascinating. This character... Because I, I read the Timothy Zahn books way back when they, when they came out. And I, I, that character's really stuck with me. He's a really well-written, well-conceived, interesting character. So mm. the fact he's stuck around so long is, is kind of interesting. Will we see him in live action one day? Number 25, from Grand Admiral Thrawn to number 24, Grand Admiral Prawn. It is, of course, Admiral Akbar, the fishy commander of the Rebel Alliance. I love, I love that they thought, well, what's it, what do you look like? He looks a bit like a squid. What should we call him? Oh, he's a Mon Calamari. Genius. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> well, that's lunch, yeah. everybody. <laughs> We're done. Yeah, take the rest of the day off. We're good. Akbar yeah. is a great, great word. Um, I'm surprised that wasn't one of your 15 reasons why Admiral Akbar rocks, Chris. Yeah, I wrote this one in the magazine. And uh, have a read of the feature and see if you can point out the exact moment I lost the will to live. <laughs> uh, when you French an Admiral snack bar. Yeah. <laughs> it might be. It might be like it's the fifth it. time you mentioned that he he can predict traps. Yes. It's a trap. Anyway, I don't know that there's too much, there's a lot to him to be honest. And he kind of dies as an afterthought in the Last Jedi. And you know, I like him, and he's got that great meme. But uh, you know, he won't I, last long against those star destroyers. 
think it's just that he's so alien and so weird looking. And so the joy of him, I think, is just having this fish man, you know, as a soldier in the rebellion army is just, I, I don't know. I remember loving him as a kid. I think his, uh, I like his movable chair, which has excellent lumbar support. Mm. <laughs> lumbar support, of course, sadly, was not on this list. <laughs> Uh, 23, this, this should be much higher. Much, much, no. much higher on the list. <laughs> no. Uh, it is the only Northern Irish Jedi that we know of. Uh, Northern Irish people aren't known for being calm in the crisis. Number 23, it is Qui-Gon Jinn. And oh. his huge lightsaber. That's right. Yeah, and his massive blue... Green, green, green. 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 I thought it was blue, no, but it's green. It's all green. Qui-Gon's... Throbbing green lightsaber. Yes, that, he, uh, that I believe he calls Qui-Gon's noble end. <laughs> Yeah, he's the worst Jedi in the world. Like he's ev- not the no, 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 no. Everything no, no. he does, he don't, fucks up. No. Like he's no, he's I'm not having it. Screamingly incompetent. I'm, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I mean, I'm not like, having it. He, he's just bad at everything. Like he, he goes he, to do the peace negotiations. He, he fucks, fucks that up. up. He tries to save Padme. <laughs> he ends up on a ship on Tatooine. He tries yeah. to convince Watto. He fucks that up. Yeah, just everything. Do a, kind of do a Jedi mind yeah. trick, right? Everything he does, he gets wrong. Mm, yeah. like, he doesn't succeed in anything. Sees a boy with potential to you know bring balance to the force. And, and destroys the galaxy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I really like this character, and I really I think Liam Neeson's fantastic in this role, and I imagine it wasn't an easy shoot at times, having to act opposite nothing, but enough about Jake Lloyd. No. Uh, anyway, I, I, love, I love Big Liam. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well done. Well done, Big Liam. Uh, he should be higher up this list. New. And, uh, New. Lower. And we all knew he was going to die, didn't we, because of that soundtrack. That's right. Through. Williams. God, what are you doing? Qui-Gon's Noble End, and if that wasn't bad enough, Qui-Gon's Funeral yeah. on the soundtrack listing. And that's why Michael, Michael Cicchino does yeah, puns. He would, have, he would have put a shot of gin or a glass of gin <laughs> or something. That would have been the... Uh, he would have got around the spoilers with puns. Number 22, I thought she'd be higher. Padme Amidala. You thought she would be higher? Mm. The Queen of Naboo. Why? Because people like Natalie her. Portman is great. Uh, there is no disputing that. No trade dispute. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, no. She's not an interesting character. Her wardrobe is Nabootiful. It's not an interesting character. It's a very one-dimensional character. Um, You're a no. one-dimensional character. What are you, what are you saying? She's not, not saying... elected to watch her people suffer and die while you distrust, discuss this invasion in a committee. My people are dying, Senator. <laughs> we must do something quickly. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she's a great character, but I think I thought people would have connected with her a bit more. Yeah. Because... Her dialogue is so bad, she has to have doubles to uh, deliver some of it. <laughs> Including Kira Knightley. Uh, yeah, no, she's at her worst when she when she flirts with Anakin. Those are, those are absolutely excruciating sequences. My, how you've grown. So have you grown more beautiful, oh, I mean. Oh, Jesus. That man has no game at all. I was sitting there going, five stars. This is five-star <laughs> dialogue, guys. Delivered really, really well. Fantastic. We're going to get to a real surprise in a few spots time from the prequels. Um, but let, let's keep going. Yes. Okay. At 21. Uh, Jin Erso. Now, this is a surprise to me on this list. Jin Erso, the lead of Rogue One, um, a story about Star Wars, or whatever it's called, uh, played by Felicity Jones. What do you mean, make a list character? I think that I, I don't like this character. I think she's no. bl- a bit one dimensional. Captain Bland from the Planet Bland. Yeah. She has her moments. I'm just struggling to remember them. Um, <laughs> but I. Uh, Number 20, C3PO. Oh my. <laughs> He's flown to over six billion? Six or million. Billion of communication. Million or billion? I think it's million. Million. showing. <laughs> Anthony Daniels. Oh, I love C-3PO. Yeah? He's, he's just such an arsehole to everyone. Uh, no, he's good. He's, he, he makes me laugh. And, uh, yeah. Do we like, like the fact that he's been in every single movie thus far? 
Do we like that? I we, think he's got know? less good. I think he like he feels he felt an integral part of the original trilogy, and he has felt they don't uh, know what to do with him. No, they don't know. They didn't know really what to do with him in the prequels. And they definitely don't know what to do with him in the sequels. Like all that stuff do about him having a red arm, and I like, do feel like they should. Yeah, bring the the old droids in a little bit more in the new stories. If you're yeah. going to have them there, then do something with them. Give them something to yeah. do. Give them some. You know, it's hard because there's so many characters. Um, but just to have them standing around feels a bit of a waste. I mean, we don't know what the title of episode nine is. It might be C3PO's finest hour. R two D two. Where are you? Number nineteen. Listen to the top twenty. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, God. I have security. Last time we did a Star Wars podcast, <laughs> I could not I could not do the Jar Jar impression. So Jar Jar Binks You've is at number practicing. 19. Here we go. Non-stop. Now he's been practicing for two months. Musa at number 19? How's the wood? That's my solid Roger Rabbit. Yeah, that's good. I'll give you that. Uh, number 19, Jar Jar Binks. Now, this is a surprise. He's a gun that everyone loves to hate. I think, I think, you know, there's been a turnaround on Binks. I think people have an affection for him. Also, people who grew up with the prequels don't hate him nearly as much as uh, older people do. He's the most talked about character in the prequels. I love the way Simon Pegg referred to him as a Rasta Haddock, which I thought was quite an apt description. Um, mm. He's not great, is he? Well, I, um, I, I write the defense of Jar Jar here in, in the magazine, and I do think it's true that, you know, you have to see Jar Jar through a child's eyes, mm. and as long as you give the eyes back at the end of the movie, <laughs> it's totally fine. But uh, I watched this movie years ago, The Phantom Menace, with my young... Hang on, it would have been 1999. It would have been my young niece at the time. And she loved Jar Jar. Yeah. She was just going nuts for Jar Jar afterwards. And uh, I've always thought it's a little sad that, that Lucas reacted so clearly and obviously to the, the fan opprobrium and, 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 and diminished his role in the, in the movies. Because it would have been fun to see how terrible he, he could have been. He is instrumental <laughs> in to the downfall of the Republic. So I he's actually he is, incredibly but, pivotal. But he goes from being essentially the third lead, mm. maybe fourth of The Phantom Menace, yeah. to... Hello, remember me, at yeah. the, uh, What's up, General? See, I don't think that's a good impression. No, fuck you. I, I, the more I listen to it, you're just doing a silly voice. <laughs> you're a paper gonna die? That's much better, you see. <laughs> um, I hate what to break happening? up this... Uh, <laughs> Tedium. But, um, yeah, Frank Oz, uh, I saw, has recently kind of befriended Ahmed Best on Twitter, and they've started hanging out. So, yeah, Yoda and, Yoda and Jar Jar. They're besties. And now besties, which there's is a, lovely. There's a road trip movie, <laughs> if you want one. <laughs> That's the spin-off we should all be watching. Number 18, got to race through these. Number 18, BB-8. Oh, I love BB-8. Yes. Should be higher. Big, big flaming thumbs up for BB-8. Where's R- is R2 in this list? And for the yes. man behind BB-8, Brian Herring. As soon as uh, yes. BB-8 rolled into um, episode seven, I he captured your heart. Um, he captured my heart. He did. But you, he was, you know, a character you just look at and go, "Yes, that's iconic straight away." And it's quite rare oh. that that happens. Yeah. And it takes a bit of time, but instantly you just went, "Yeah, that is amazing." Mm, he's, he looks great, and he's got incredible personality. Like my favorite part of. Uh, my favourite BB-8 moment in uh, Force Awakens of it when he's going down the steps, but like really tentatively, like he doesn't want to hurt himself. It's genius. I love uh, the lighter thumbs up. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's great. Cool. Number seventeen, Poe Dameron. Uh, so close to being Cameron Poe, but it's Poe Dameron, uh, played of course by Oscar Isaac, and named after J.J. Abrams' assistant. This is correct. Yeah, 
This is correct. Uh, anything to say about Poe Dameron? We be happy with this choice? I, it's not Higher a character that I care for particularly. I don't know. I, I I admire what they're doing with him, and they're trying to make him more interesting than just a kind of cool flyboy guy. They're trying to make him a bit more com- complex, like in the Last Jedi, mm. where he kind of he's, he's arrogant and and messes things up. But I I just he hasn't done anything yet. That, they were going to kill him off originally in Force Awakens, yes. weren't they? And they brought him back. And to be honest, it has not justified to me yet that that decision. To bring he him doesn't back. have a lot to do. I I I think he would have made a better love interest for Finn than Rose did but uh, I enjoyed their whole, whole bromance thing they had in The Force Awakens but um, yeah he's yeah. fine he's the uh, best then, damn fighter pilot in the galaxy feels like a character too too much because in the original trilogy it felt very it felt like there were just enough characters mm. to tell that story everyone got their own arc everyone got stuff to do the new films feel a little overpopulated to me like it's too much that they can't give everyone something to do you say that but I enjoyed his thread more than I enjoyed Finn's in The Last Jedi I, I will agree with that. Mm. I, I don't think, I've said this before, that I don't think Ryan Johnson knew what to do with Finn, to be honest. Yeah, uh, agreed. But uh, I'm intrigued to see where they go in episode nine, especially seeing that Poe gives Ray that look mm. that can mean only one thing. But who would you prefer? Wow. Poe Dameron or Cameron Poe? Well, I think in the, it's Cameron Poe, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Just for the hair. Yeah, absolutely. Put the bunny back in the box. Put the panther back in the box. <laughs> Number 16, Lando Calrissian. And the picture we've chosen is Donald Glover. Yes, this it is. is interesting. Well, that's because the piece is kind of arguing that um, Donald Glover has kind of refreshed the character and done him in an interesting new way, but kept him kept him ice cool. And yet which... Billy Dee will be bringing him back in episode nine. Yeah. And that's kind of unique, isn't it? That you've got two versions of the same character simultaneously. Yeah. I think they're both uh, both great, both Landos. Scoundrel, dashing, excellent cape wear. Yes. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of Excellent Landos. administrative skills. Brought in is... as a potential replacement to Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Mm. You're right, he's a good administrator. We, yeah, he does. He mm. looks after his people in until min- he fucks off and leaves them and goes to, you know, fight the rebellion. Not to fight rebellion, he fights the Empire. Uh, number 15, the Emperor. Can I, can I say, while I love the Emperor, my favourite thing on this page is the sidebar of Imperial officers called <laughs> Mint Imperials. <laughs> it was, which is genius, but the working title for that column was just Imperial Bastards, for, and I enjoyed that as well. For 95% of the time we were working on this, it just said Imperial Bastards, and it almost went through as that. As somebody pointed out, uh, technically... PV is, is not an Imperial, he is a First yeah, Order that's right. uh, officer, so the headline doesn't work, but whatever. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's funny. It's totally fine. Um, but, but back to the Emperor. The Emperor. the Emperor. I enjoy doing an impression of the Emperor. I Who doesn't? On it. No, no. Um, he is fun to impersonate again. Um, yeah, Ima Dim is amazing. He's great as the Emperor, and he's equally great as... Uh, as Palpatine. Keith Palpatine. Keith yes. Palpatine. There's a fantastic picture of Palpatine on this page holding <laughs> a giant silver something. I don't it's know a, it's a large what vacuum that is. cleaner, isn't it? What is it? He's holding a Dyson. And this is where I keep my beans. <laughs> it's extraordinary. That vacuum cleaner awaits you in my living room. <laughs> Honestly, it's the worst Palpatine ever. Um, I think I, it's pretty good. You know, given Nick's track record, that's not bad. Right. We've got to race through <laughs> this. We Force have, lightning's not working. We have literally six minutes to uh, get through the next 14. Right. Number 14, Ahsoka Tano, who can be seen in Clone Wars and Rebels. Well done. Uh, number 13, Finn, John Boyega. We love Finn. Yeah, like Finn. Um, <laughs> this is the level of discourse you're going to get at this <laughs> yeah. point because we're racing through them. Yeah, because we're heading towards the Finn issue. Yes. Oh, it was great. Really it, it was very kind of neat concept in, in uh, False Awakens where you've got a, a bad guy yeah. who is who is running away and, and stormtrooper defecting, which is great. Uh, but they have not 
the character's tapered off a bit for me. It's no, he's no longer as interesting. Yeah. And I hope, yeah, that in the next one... Because as we touched on, I think Ryan Johnson doesn't love the character, didn't know what to do with him as much. Maybe not, I can't say that he didn't like it, but it just seems like he didn't, didn't have a lot for him to do. Apart from face off against Phasma and throw her into various bins. Yeah, which I don't, don't like as much. But I like the idea that it's a stormtrooper breaking good. That's, uh, mm, that's quite breaking fun. Good. Mm. Number 12, he's a Sith of two halves. Mm. Uh, it is Darth Maul, most recently seen, of course, in Solo, the that's most baffling right. cameo of the year, because most people went, what the hell, what? Because they don't know that he's mm. back to life. Spoiler! Spider legs. Well, yeah. Hashtag spider legs. Um, yeah. Dan Jolin uh, did a magnificent oral history of the character, which you can read in the issue. Um, and we found out that uh, almost played by Tricky this character. Really? Mm. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Oh. Um, but there's lots of new stuff in there which hasn't been reported. Yeah, he moves like a demon and fights like a bastard. Yeah, he says, does. Uh, Nick Gillard. He's very, very good. I, lo- I love Molly. He doesn't have a lot to him in terms of actual character, but he mm. can, he moves like no one else. That's the, the visual best impact. Yeah. yeah, I was really disappointed that they didn't get Serafinovich back to voice him for Solo. And I know that he doesn't voice him in the cartoons, mm. but it, it feels to me like you now. need to... And maybe he doesn't this want to do This is our spot it. conversation all over again, isn't it? Well, no, not really, because it's the same character. And he already... Uh, yeah, maybe it is. Uh, number <laughs> 11, Star Trek. Shields up. Uh, number 11, uh, Boba Fett. Yeah, Helen's uh, favourite character. Uh, I'm kind of with Helen a little bit in this. You know, he doesn't really do much. He, no, he looks cool he, in a helmet. He has no character. He just has cool armour. He has. It's all about the aesthetic with uh, Boba. Get him, Dad. <laughs> I like the way he's turned his trousers up. <laughs> His trousers do tapering quite aggressively at the ankle. That's something they don't normally show you. He's no. a character that, that is just pure mystery, I think, at least in the original trilogy. There's just, mm. you, you want to know what's under the helmet. Pure mystery, which is code for has no character. No, but, I, but that's why he's popular, is because it leaves it to your imagination. I think I that's know. why kids, you know, bought, bought the Boba Fett toy, because you just don't know who he is, what he's up to, he's inscrutable. And then um, he's a little boy in Attack yeah. of the Clones. Yes. Yeah, well, and then, then you that, find out that, and you're really disappointed. That's the downside. He's a Blandalorian. Um, <laughs> Right, we're going to race through these because these are characters we've talked about extensively yes. and if you pick up the issue, there is extensive writing about them within the features as well. So, number 10, the greatest Star Wars character of all time is relegated to number 10 and it is, of course, Chewbacca. Yes, uh, Nick and our, my personal friend. <laughs> yeah. who, who we met and hugged. Did we did not have a shower with him. I think we should uh, Oh, I did. That clear. A mud shower. Uh, yeah, I, I love Chewie. Chewie. Chewie's amazing. I hope that you find more for him to do in episode 9 and uh, I read a uh, sort of a, appreciation of Chewy in the magazine. Give him a medal, you absolute racist bastards. Number nine, R two D two. Where are you? Um, yeah, he's, I've never been a huge R two D two fan, but you know, R two. He, he's in there. Number eight, Obi wan Ben Kenobi. My impressions have gone off the deep end here today. Yeah, I wrote this, and I was. This was very much an in defence of, not even in defence of, in celebration of Alec Guinness. You know, love you, McGregor, but his Obi wan is not the true Obi wan. That voice is just a crazy old man. That's the one I love. What's he holding there? It's a lightsaber, Nick. It's a lightsaber. It's a a reference. It's a visual reference for the for the effects team. I see. So it hasn't been added yet. So it's it's a white stick at that point. I also gave them something to actually clash when they were fighting. So they they have sticks that they're not just fighting with thin air. Uh, I I no. I actually am going to defend you, McGregor's Obi Wan. I think he's very very good. Got a lot of energy, got a lot of life. Uh, I like the way his facial hair progresses but throughout Master the movie. Master Yoda said I should be mindful of the future. But not of the living force. Not at the expense of the living force. <laughs> Fuck's sake! Fuck's sake, animal! Fuck's sake, Obi-Wan! Anakin, I have to hire ground! <laughs> a, fun, a fun thing to do is to Google um, uh, Alec Guinness's letters when he, yes. while he was shooting Star Wars about what he thought of the whole project. <laughs> yeah. uh, he was not no. necessarily impressed. Mm. I love the um, that uh, Star Wars documentary that accompanied the Phantom Menace at the beginning. 
uh, which is a two-hour two-hour documentary, and they call you McGregor to tell him he's got the part. You could just hear the enthusiasm and the delight in his voice, and I just can picture that being beaten out of him over the next six I, years. I like the uh, there's there's you find on YouTube as well. There's an interview with you McGregor on the red carpet at I think the Moulin Rouge premiere because he's standing with Nicole Kidman, where someone tells him that it's called Attack of the Clones. He just bursts out laughing. He turns to the camera and goes, "I've just heard it's called Attack of the Clones." That's just right, I genius. That. Yeah. Uh, I hope he gets to play Obi-Wan again and if they you know get their mojo back with the solo movies perhaps he will number seven Ray. Ray, 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 Ray. I like Ray a lot mm-hmm. I think she is a worthy protagonist of the, of the uh, sequel trilogy mm-hmm. me too okay number six Yoda or Dayo yes Yoda what is there to say about Yoda that's not already been said well exactly he's small he's green he's wise my home my homelessness. Mm-hmm. I, um, I firmly believe that I am responsible for the uh, Yoda fight scene in Attack of the Clones. <laughs> I told you this before. Oh, God, no. My friend and I on. went to an exhibition here in London before Attack of the Clones <laughs> shot, and uh, we queued up and met some of the storyboard people. And, was your friend um, eating John and I suggested with his to them that Yoda should do a fight scene and fly around a little thing and they went oh that's really interesting and I believe that they I'm went sorry, back who, and told George Lucas this I can't remember it was a long time ago was it just a random no, person a waiter it was lots, it was, it was sir too, I really need to up. take your order now <laughs> <laughs> my friend Dave can back me up on this yeah but anyway. oh, wow, okay. As, as, as leading authority as my friend Dave can back me up in this. All right, number five, Kylo Ren. Did you have an influence on him as well? Did you say to him, look, you know, just do a Darth Vader knockoff? I'll have to check with Dave, but I don't think so. Okay. No, I like Kylo Ren's coming to his own, especially in The Last Jedi, but uh, uh, I think Adam Driver may yeah. be giving the best performance of anybody across yeah, the all-nine movies. He has the most upsetting waistline of any character in history, but other than that... In what way? I don't mean that he's overweight. I mean, yeah. as in that his his belt is way up under his nipples. He's not the first bloke to get his nips out in Star Wars, though, is he? Ian McNeese as the Rancor Keeper. Yes, that's right. He's, gives his he's, nips yeah, a go-go. His man boobs out mm. gives him a good big old swing. Number four, Princess slash General Leia <gasps> Organa slash Solo. She rocks on every conceivable level, mm. especially the way her accent vacillates wildly from American to English all the way through Star Wars. <laughs> which I find hilarious like when she's around the Imperials she's full on cut glass English accent yes. and when she's around Luke and Han she goes American again yes I also like the way she kisses her brother that's cool <laughs> guys speaking of which no she's, she's a great character she's extremely strong tough yeah, I get, I'm very curious to see how they give her a send-off in the next one yeah, yeah me too in fairness she stops kissing him the second she finds out he's her she brother she does she does that's fair uh, number three, speaking of kissy kissy, Mr. Inappropriate, it is Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. He's also number two. <laughs> no, I love Luke. Luke's, Luke's amazing. great. Luke's yeah. great. And one of the one of the you know the rabid, slightly unpleasant fan contingent who hate the Last Jedi. One of their biggest uh, bugbears seems to be that uh, Ryan Johnson killed him off. But you since he's coming back for I'm episode not, nine, I'm not saying I I'm not saying I encourage people to be sort of you know Twitter twats. <laughs> And, and obnoxious and all that, but I can kind of see why certain why you might be a little upset by it. if this is a character you grew up with that you idolise and he's the pure hero, and he had a purity to him, mm. and then you catch up with him and find out that he's been very compromised and depressed and all this. I kind of, I kind of, no, I kind of get it. I kind of get also, it a little bit. Also, he dies by overexerting himself in a very sort of old man kind of way. His heart gives out because he had a bit too much, you know, excitement. Yeah. I, I, yes I, and no. I, I yes personally no. like what they did. I like that they made it complicated and they made him, 
you know, this much greyer character and more ambiguous character, but um, it's a bold move what they did with him, for sure. He rocked that beard, I tell you that. He really did. Mark Hamill, I thought, was uh, excellent. And uh, Luke has the biggest arc, I would say, of anybody outside Noah. And, you know, he really changes across the three movies. Mm. But, you know, in The Last Jedi, his his arc really does continue. That's sort of the path that he he was on. He starts down that light path, I would say, in, in Return of the Jedi. You know, he beats the Emperor. I mean, he doesn't really beat the Emperor. He gets the shit beaten out of him by the Emperor. But he chooses the non-final option. And he chooses to walk away, and he chooses to try and save his father's soul, with you know, with by almost walking away from being a Jedi. And I think I find that really interesting mm. at the end of Return of the Jedi. And I think there's a natural progression. And also, I think frankly, Ryan Johnson was written into a corner by J.J. Abrams a little bit. So, I love his relation, Luke's relationship with Yoda, and I'm really happy that they got that scene together in mm. um, in mm. Last Jedi, where Yoda kind of trolls him one final time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, I books. don't think he's dead. I think he's dead. Yoda but I think or, he's or Luke. back, back in Force Ghosting. I don't think so. I think, I think there's something. You think I mean, he teleported I somewhere? I don't know if he teleported somewhere, but I think he became something more towards the end. At the end of the Last Jedi, I think Force Ghosting is a little bit too simple for what he did. He displayed Force powers we haven't seen before. What if? And I, and I think that there's he has become. You know, the idea of The Last Jedi, the idea of, you know, of Rey choosing a path that's slightly different, but, you know, she's not Jedi, she's not Sith. I mean, she's obviously going to be more Jedi than, than Sith, but, you know, she's able to embrace the lightness and the darkness at the same time and create something that's a little bit different. And I think that she has rubbed off, not in that way, <laughs> on Luke, and I think he will have become something more. I think Force Ghosting him is probably what they're going to do, but I also think that's a little bit predictable, a little bit obvious. And, uh, um, what if it becomes a son and there are now three sons? <laughs> That's what happened to you. No, that doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. There we go. Okay. We don't have a lot of time left. People are banging in the door. Open up in there. <laughs> Open up in there. Uh, number two, it is Darth Vader slash yeah. Anakin Skywalker. Now, I would argue that those, you know, this is Darth Vader, but I would argue that Anakin Skywalker is a different character and his omission from the list is surprising to me. Well, if you'd read my incendiary copy on this Why subject, the hell would I do that? <laughs> you'd know that I, uh, I, uh, I worked it all in together. The many, the many faces of Darth Vader, of which two are Anakin, young and old. Um, Darth Vader is clearly the best Star Wars character, and everyone who voted for Han Solo as number one is a dick. That's what I'm going to say. What, way to spoil the list, or Jimbo. Sorry. Well, way to spoil Massive the big reveal. Spoiler. I love Darth Vader. Uh, he is one of the greatest characters in and out of Star Wars. Do you know what those buttons on his chest do? Yes. <laughs> What's the green one do? It's a Game Boy. <laughs> so if you press one, I imagine there's sort of, sort of like, sort of toy sound effects. Yeah, they make off. comedy sounds. Like Which one, one of them makes a fart noise. Yes. Which one operates the standard stair lift? That presumably he will need. He's got a great belt as well. I mean, he, he's, he has, he has got an impressive cod piece, which I wore to the secret cinema screening of uh, Empire Strikes Back for That's... reasons that still escape me. I couldn't find the rest of the costume, so I wore the cod piece over my jeans. <laughs> <laughs> they should totally have left uh, Dave Rouse's accident, shouldn't they? I mean, James Earl Jones, Hello, he's got a pretty decent voice, but come on, yeah. come on. Yeah. Well, you're your father. We've got to go down to the field. Um, you've dressed up as Darth Vader, James, a number of times. I have. We used to have a Darth Vader outfit. It cost £800. We bought it on the picture budget. We used to have that in the office, uh, and I wore it for a photo shoot when Revenge of the Sith came out. You were along sitting with by some carpet slippers. In front of a fire. Yeah, in front of a fire, relaxing, having retired from dark siding. Yeah. 
So yeah, number two is Darth Vader slash Anakin Skywalker. And at number one, James has already revealed it, ruining the Captain Phasma joke I had worked so laboriously on. What was? That I was going to pretend it was Captain Phasma. That was pretty much was it. it. Okay, I'm, I'm winging it here. But uh, in fairness, that is better than anything Captain Phasma does <laughs> in The Force Awakens or The Last Jedi. Number one, it is Han Solo, or Han Solo, depending on, on your point of view, well, certain, from a find, certain point of view. Yeah, we, we, uh, as part of this feature, we uh, present to you the ultimate solo stats chart, uh, where we watched every film in excruciating detail and yeah. noted down things. And uh, we one of the surprising and very interesting things that we discovered is in the films he is called Han 55 times and called Han 26 times. Mainly by Lando. <sighs> I mean, that seemed like a good use of your time. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you find out what we did for the next issue. Oh, my goodness. What did you do for the next issue? Uh, Chris Hemsworth. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's, yeah, well, that, yeah, that was good. That was a good use of your time. Mm, little little plug there for the magazine. During out the soon. course of all the films he's in, Han Solo visits ten separate planets, and you must buy the issue to find out what they are. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hard sell. But yeah, I, I don't think there's much surprise here, is there? Um, although, Played. I guess, you know, the mm. the uh, the Solo uh, Origins movie did not perform that well at the box office, no. and yet this shows that love for the character is still very, very strong. Um, Played so indelibly by Alden Ehrenreich and, um, oh, what's his name? Some other, some old dude. Mm-hmm. Harrison Fjord? Ford? Harrison Fjord. He's the Norwegian version. Um, But um, yeah, Han Han is ace. Han is amazing. Han looks good in the waistcoat. He's a scoundrel. Yeah. He likes to fly things. He has some dice. There's a a great article uh, in the mag by Ian Freer, our resident Star Wars... um, Experts too light a word. He, the man knows everything about Star Wars, but he's he's written very well about um, the character, the yeah. origins. There's loads in there I, d- I didn't know. Just one fact, <laughs> which I thought was very interesting. In an early draft, Han lived with a female boomer named Oita, described as a five-foot-high cross between a bear and a guinea pig who communicates <laughs> in baboon calls. <laughs> and I would very much have liked to have seen Harrison Ford doing that scene. I can't believe they cut that out. That's just a travesty. I'm not um, even sure you can write that shit. To be honest, yeah, <laughs> to be definitely honest. can't. Or type that shit. Sorry, I got the quote wrong. Ah, oh, damn it. Oh, well. I'm playing the role of Nick the Sam. Then we'll be Chris Hewitt. Yeah. Misa Vena. I've forgotten how to do it. You, you never knew. I had it for a brief second. You do a do a good boss second. nass. I'll give you that. Yeah. That's your that's your gun. He's You're not the, the boss of nass. He's not the list. He's not the list. Do it. Uh, that so, is our top 50. That is our top 50. Uh, as voted for by you guys, of course. I think it's a good list. It's a solid list. There's some characters in there I would not have on there. There's some mm-hmm. characters I would have lower down. There's some characters I would have lowered into an incinerator. But where was which Dengar? Characters precisely. Which characters? Dengar. I want one one character from each of you. Ooh. Let I don't want to choose Dengar. I feel that like I've been unfairly tarnished as a Dengar fan just because I know every just single thing about him. Just tweeted yeah. about him. Just because I know a lot about him doesn't mean I like him. He's still got a nappy on his head. <laughs> um... <laughs> Go on. So go on, who's your... Who's no, your? no, you first. Well, I've already uh, bigged up Slacious Crumb, but I'm going to pick another one if that's okay. Of course. Uh, Lobot, um, who uh, I just find that character very amusing. He is kind of Lando's uh, sidekick, who um, is a bold gentleman with a sort of... I don't know what he's got. He's got a sort of headband on that he talks through. <laughs> wow, that's an incredible insight into but, that but character. Lobot, is he a robot? Is he a human? Or is he a Lobot? Is he a... I don't know. Is he human or is he dancer? This is the question <laughs> I, just, I, I need to ask. What is he? Anyway, I like him. 
Well I'm, not, I, I'm not able well, you've made to, the case to well. Is this, is this why you're friends with James? Because yeah. he resembles Lobot that's right. so much. Uh, either that or the guy from The Lives of Others. Who would you choose, Jimbo? There's I'm, loads I'm, and loads of great Star Wars. Well, characters. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put one vote in for Jack Porkins. Oh, Porkins! Porkins, it came from behind. <laughs> I mean, is he really your choice? Or yeah. is it just because of the innuendo attached to... I mean, to... I, I do love an innuendo. Yeah. Uh, no, I think he's great. He's, he's, he's an overweight X-Wing pilot who dies a fiery death over Yavin 4. You know, may he be remembered. There are no Ewoks on this list. No. Is that an oversight? No. Why not? Name three Ewoks. Wicked. And the other two? Logray. All good. Third one? Chief Chirpa. Good man! Fuck you. They are the only three Ewoks I can name as well. <laughs> no, there's a fourth, there's a fourth, there's a fourth, there's a fourth. Steve. I had Steve, Steve the Ewok. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm a little surprised there's no Wicked on here. I'm a little surprised there's no Greedo on here, because Greedo is at the heart of one of Star Wars' greatest memes, of course. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I would argue that some of the characters on this list have, have done less to Greedo's warrant their place not, than not him. overflowing with characterization, I would say. Yes, but uh, neither is... Let me just <laughs> pick up a random <laughs> random name here. Jin Erso. <laughs> yeah, right. He is more developed than Jin Erso, I'll give you that. Or Cassian Andor. Or Kit Fisto, for example. Mm. I would say Greedo does more... Uh, is more memorable than Kid Fist. He does cavort around the uh, pod racer in The Phantom Menace. <laughs> he really does. There's no Shmi Skywalker. No, there is no. There's no Kiadi Mundi. No, also, the old woman who goes, Storm's coming, Annie! <laughs> That's she should be on the list. my choice. <laughs> That's my choice. Do you know what her name is? She must have a name. I tracked her down years ago. <laughs> the actress that played that role. And I tried to set up an interview with her. I think it was for Willie an Hour or something. Like that. It never quite happened. Mm. But she was, she was still acting. She was doing this thing. A lot of, a lot of actors do this thing where, you, you, you know, hospitals and... We'll, surprised we'll she wasn't on. in uh, Hurricane Heist. I'm surprised she wasn't. Apparently her name... coming! <laughs> Hurricane's coming! Apparently her name is Jira. And, Apparently uh, she exists to warn of incoming storms. Yeah. So that's a, storm's coming that's up, good. Annie. You better get home quick. And on that note, Geo's, I think... Geostorm's coming. <laughs> oh, she should have been in Geostorm. I don't know. Hurricane Heights is coming. Geostorm's coming. It's, it's possible this podcast has gone off the rails. <laughs> yeah. It was never on the rails. I think, uh, I think we all better get home quick. Because it was a boring conversation anyway, wasn't it, really? So that is it for our Star Wars 50 Greatest Characters Countdown special podcast type thing. Thank you so much, to my generals, James Dyer. You're welcome. You just nodded on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this has broken you. <laughs> yeah, I'm still not understanding the concept of radio. It's not radio! It's not radio! Uh, Nick DeSimlin. Misa Pity, bye bye! What the fuck is that? That was you, no, your Jar Jar is worse than his. Solid. Absolutely solid. My Jar Jar, we've established once oh. again, I've got it back to the world-class level that it was at before. <laughs> no. You for thinking you for people gonna die? That, that was like part Ian McDiarmid, part Jar Jar. That was, uh, that was extraordinary. Anywho, uh, it's goodbye from me. I think the last word of this podcast should, of course, go to my good friend, Boz Naz. Peace! out.